Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, is Tell Del. And as always, we have a riveting story about a family, individual or family, uh, that will share their experiences with you and uh, hopefully help you plan your future. With us today out of California is David and Virginia Alsep. And I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Del. So where in California are you guys at? We're in Northern California, Bay Area, San Francisco. Northern, okay. And um, the story starts here. You guys uh, had good jobs, both of you, and uh, were successful both in each of your employee-ment-type situations. And then something changed your mind. You wanted something different. So let's try to pick it up from where you were at right before you had that change in what you wanted to do in life and take it from there. Where were you at? How was it all going for you? And why did you change your mind about what you wanted to do in life? Well, like you said, we were very successful in our careers, kids, life was great. Um, but we always wanted to kind of own our own business. Um, and as things started to change at my company, um, I just decided to, to walk away, took a package, walked away. Um, and we pursued buying our own business. Um, Virginia continued to raise the kids. Um, she took a job as a contractor work for doing finance. And we just started looking for, for a business to buy. Um, we bought the business. We've owned it now for almost six years. Uh, very successful. Um, knew we needed to be our own boss moving forward as times went on. Um, but then we realized we needed to diversify our, our wealth portfolio. Um, and that's, that's where you came in, Bill. Yeah, basically, um, I, was, um, I play the market. I'm finance, of course, and um, I read a great I, I deal. Like, I, like how you say, I like how you say and quantify play the market. <laughs> <laughs> 
especially in the last couple of weeks. It's been quite a game, hasn't it? It's a game, yes. Um, It's where you put (laughs) your face and whatever it goes. Anyway, so um, um, about a year ago uh, almost, um, you know, the market was at its height and uh, watching the finances of the U.S. and so forth and where money was going, it's like, um, I think we need to do something here. Um, so um, we decided, you know, um, real estate might be another option um, to, to change things up a bit because the market was not going to go much higher than it already was. So um, that's when we decided to uh, go in your direction. And, so she was uh, listening to Dell on the radio every day, and I'd come home and she'd say, Dell said this and Dell said that. I'm like, who's this Dell guy, right? So um, <laughs> all of a sudden we're taking the two day online. Um, and changing our lives. <laughs> well, that's got to be annoying, I'm sure, to have somebody, have your wife talking about some of the guy you listen to on the radio, but uh, I'm glad you got to us. <laughs> um, I want to bring up a point here that's, uh, I'm just, I'm kind of digging it out of the material that I was given about you guys um, by one sentence. And if I'm overstepping my bounds, that's fine. But have you guys ever read the book, uh, The uh, E-Myth? By Gerber, I've heard of it. I don't haven't read it, no, but I've heard of it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little insight to it, and then uh, you can that way we'll direct this conversation. The E Myth basically says that most people think when they buy their own business that they're entrepreneurs now, when really all they've done is bought themselves a job, and they work in their business instead of on their business. So if you look at like myself, you say, well, I own 27 companies, and we're all over the country, and yet you can't find me. Where's Dell? It's like, where's Waldo, right? Because I don't do the things in my company. I just own and control my companies. So the question is, and I got that from the E-Myth by Gerber, to not work in your business. Don't give yourself a title. Don't have a key so they can't make you open or close during the, you know, each day somebody gets sick. Hey, Dell, can you come in open for me? No, I don't have a key. So the bottom line is, is that you in here, you stated that you've cut it back to where you have your life back. You're free. Tell us a little bit about how you did that and how you knew that that's what you needed to do. Well, same approach. I I believe on working on and not in your business. Um, I learned that through my corporate career. And when we bought this business, um, we transformed it into great people, great management, great product. Um, trust your people to, to do their business, reward them accordingly, and, and you'll be rewarded. Um, I, I wrote in the bio that we're living a lifestyle of about 50% now. Um, I can, we can come and go as we please. We have great people. You know, there's still some day-to-day stuff that we have, have to manage. Um, but we knew... So 10 years ago that we had to change uh, what we were doing from a corporate job, from an investing perspective most recently, to, to secure our future moving forward so we could travel and we could do the things we wanted to do with our children and visit grandkids. So trust your people um, to do the job for you, and it works. Virginia, you want and to add to that? Because I mean, that's a good explanation, but I want to see what Virginia's take on this is since she's the one with the kids. Oh, I'm always working. I never stop. <laughs> so, um, no, it's um, well. You 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 try to create a life that you want. Um, you know, you wake up every day and think, okay, I'm I'm happy today. I want to do this. Um, 
I mean, I've been in a situation where I had a job, didn't like it, and life isn't good. So you have to change things. You got to do what you got to do to make yourself happy. And in life, it all comes down to happiness. Period. And um, with the boys, you know, I've gotten to spend more time with the boys. Um, you know, with the pandemic and so forth, being home. Well, you know, that was what it is. But I got to know them that much more, so I'm lucky in that regard. So. Let's get let's get the ages of the kids and the grandkids. Break this down for us because I want people, you know, we're trying to get people out there to go, okay, how does this relate to me? And I want them to understand that, hey, you had jobs, then you owned your own business and your own real estate. You know, you're doing all this stuff. You got kids. People think that, hey, I can't go do this stuff because I have kids or because I have a job, you know. So let's break the kid thing down. How many kids you got and what ages are they? Uh, we have twin boys who are 19. Yeah, they both at junior college and have part-time jobs. And um, and looking over our shoulder, wondering, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Learning as we go. Well, that's right. good because yeah. if you try to tell kids to do something, they won't do it. But if you let them watch, they'll copy. You know, I found that to be true. Oh, exactly. Almost... <laughs> Found out the hard way. Right. So now you said you have some. Become, but... You've got some grandkids. <laughs> No, that's yet to come. We're just planning oh, okay. ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, get ready. Get geared, buddy. Because <laughs> uh, they multiply fast, you know. You realize that, right? We get to send them home. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. It's somehow, I don't know how it happens, but you have a grandkid, and all of a sudden you have a baby room again. You go, why do we need a baby room? Well, you know, in case they stay <laughs> over and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, sure. All right, so we're going to get into this thing now. You you got this business going, and uh, you, you you turned it around, got control over the business. Then you were saying, Virginia, you wanted to diversify a little bit. You were the number, you were the uh, investment person. What made you decide you needed to diversify a little, and how did you find lifestyles? Uh, well, basically, um, you know, I, I found lifestyles just listening to the radio, um, our local station, and. Um, in, over the years, I heard about people investing in real estate and doing well, whether it was strip malls or whatever it was. And um, with the market, it was at the height at the time, and I knew it couldn't go much harder than that. And um, it just seemed like a natural progression to try, you know, dabbling in real estate and give it a shot and see how that goes. All right, well, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back with David and Virginia and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
retiring America, one person at a time. This is the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Now, more unconventional wisdom from your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today is Tell Dell Tuesday, and uh, we've got with us here today David and Virginia Alsop out of California. And uh, let's go back to Virginia here. Uh, Virginia, it sounds like you've got a pretty good head on your shoulders and you have a pretty good idea of what you want to do. In fact, you're one of the few people that I know of who have guessed, and I guess you wouldn't call it guess if you analyze something, but you you made the analysis that it was time to get out of the market, that it wasn't going to go any higher, and you've guessed it right or timed it right, if you prefer that as a word, and and got out and didn't take the major hickey that's happened here in the last 30 days or so. Uh, so that's a smart thing. Let's go to this, though. You went to the 2D, obviously listen to the radio show. You put it together. You're, you're financially intelligent enough to put it together and see <laughs> this is where I need to go. And then uh, you get here. Now what I want to know is, as somebody who is financially intelligent, you sit down, you listen to the two-day seminar, which takes people from the very beginning who know almost nothing all the way up to, you know, drinking out of a fire hose of information about finances and investing. Um, What caught your attention, Virginia? What was the aha moment for you if there was one where you go, wow, now that's a point I didn't even know coming in here. That that got me. Actually, I think it's the math in the two-day um, you know, math doesn't lie, it's, you know, black and white. Um, so um, everything kind of added up in that regard. Um, but also, too, um, um, just the, the people and their attitudes and, um, you know, the success stories, too, it, that helped as well. Um, I mean, when, when, you, when you get to the multifamily section, that, that was the aha moment for, for us, I believe. Um, you know, we, we weren't really looking to be landlords right away. And when they started talking about passive and, you know, syndication deals, that type of thing. And like to Virginia's point, showing the math on how, how quickly you can see returns and, and, and that it was the, it was the, the multifamily piece of, of investing. Um, and, and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a get rich quick thing. It's a, it's a trusting people, which is what I done my whole life, what we've done our whole life. So we're going to trust people to do their job and they'll reward you. So that was the moment. And also um, the passive part too, allowed us to continue with our lives um, and what we need to get done and uh, let other people take the reins and to, uh, to work our money basically. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting how you have to create a life for yourself and your family. And to do that, you have to figure out that the one thing you don't have real control over is time. I mean, you got 24 hours in a day just like everybody else. You can do as much as you want, but no more than you can. And so you have to sliver that time up correctly. You made a big decision to change from having a job to owning a business, right? So that changed your time perspective. This passive investment seemed to fit in pretty well, you think? Yeah, so, you know, we took the classes, we, we studied, we, we, you know, got certified as passives and then started to learn and evaluate deals, and, and it was fun. It was great to learn new stuff um, with the time that we created for ourselves. But, but you know, when you're half in a business and it's running well, you got to find other avenues to get excited about. And... This gave us the opportunity to get excited about something and create wealth at the same time. 
Would you guys consider yourself straightforward, linear learners, or would you consider yourself shotgun, take it all in, type B, got to know it all type learners? Oh, I think we're one of each. <laughs> I know I'm type B because I analyze things to death, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm a go with the gut. Um, who's the person? Do I like the person? She analyzes the numbers more than I do. I work the relationships. Um, I'm the sales guy. Um, so I think I think we're a good mix of for that. That is a good mix. Uh, there's no doubt. So Virginia, I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about because you're that person. I'm that I got to know it all kind of person. And so what happens is like I've decided to start playing guitar again. I haven't played it since I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I learned how to play songs. I never learned music theory, although I had taken music in high school, but I never learned music theory and I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew how to hit certain notes and I had a song, right? I didn't really know what I was doing. I couldn't teach it to anybody and I probably couldn't replicate it. And every time I had to learn a new song, it was all about learning a whole new song. Uh, this time around, I was talking with a guy the other day, I'm taking a different approach. I'm going to, you know, I'm learning music theory. I'm learning how different guitars sound. I'm learning how different amps sound. I'm learning how different uh, uh, different kinds of electronical uh, additions work. I'm, I'm, you know, all these different things I'm studying. At the same time, I'm still learning a song, right? You know, which is the duh, 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 duh. And so if David's out there going, let's go find a deal, duh, 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 talk to this guy, you know, physically get this done, get this done, get this done. Somebody in the background maybe learning it all so that it all ties together because I don't think a lot of people, even when they get into this, truly understand how beneficial the tax advantages are, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Have you dug into all the periphery that we have in our courses? I'd like to do more. I've done a fair bit, but not as at the level I want to do it at. Um, when we got into this, um, I was quizzing our accountant um, about things and he was kind of saying you should do this, you should do that, but you know, then your your courses were saying another thing. So it's like, you know, you kind of try to analyze everything and make it all work. Um, then he got, then he figured out what we're up to. Like, oh yeah, no, you're doing it right, good. Uh, so, but um, I mean, I read stuff to the point where one headline's contradicting the other headline. So it's um, you just get all the information you can and try to figure it out. That's a, that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually had to train my CPA. What I did was I went out and found the most conservative CPA I could find so I knew that I wouldn't get ta I would not get audited. I said, "Okay, you make sure I don't we don't make any mistakes here, but by the way, did you know that you could do this?" And when I started with the guy 30 years ago, he goes, "Well, I didn't know you could actually do all that because most people when you're a CPA or an attorney or whatever, you're taught the same political, social, educational stuff. Get a job, work hard, put your money into 401k. And you really, they don't understand anything outside of that block in 90% of the case or maybe 95% of the cases. And you actually have to tell the CPA, look, this is what we were told we could do. And then the CPA looks at them and goes, my God, you're right. You can do that. That's an amazing thing. So I, I, I understand what you're saying, but the CPA is sometimes not knowing, and you got to find the right one. Uh, David, out there finding people, let's go to your side of the game plan here. Let's see how much time i got here. I only got a half a minute left. Uh, what I'm going to want to talk to you about is 
your scheme for picking out whether you believe more in the horse or the jockey. In other words, the deal or the person, which one's more important? And you don't have time to answer that at this segment. But I want you to think about that and give us a, a good understanding because there really are people out there that are really into the deal and the numbers and other people out there go hey give me the guy that's great and i'll follow him anywhere we'll take a short break be right back with david of virginia and the dell wamsley radio show you're hearing the dell wamsley radio show want more life-changing knowledge access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab now your host, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today on Tell Del Tuesday, we have David and Virginia Alsup out of California. And uh, we're at the point here where I was asking David as we went to break, uh, because David is the salesman in the family and the people person in the family, as is his attestment. Uh, and David, we wanted to find out, you know, if you're looking at deals out there, are you looking at the people? Or are you looking at the deal? Or how much weight you put on each one when you decide what to get into? Um, I think I'm a jockey guy, but you do analyze the deal. Um, you don't know the, the lead until you start watching them present. So you analyze the deal, and the deal makes sense. Then you you know get more interested, and then you see how they communicate. Um, if they don't communicate the way I like it or thoroughly or uh, in the beginning, what are they going to do two years into this deal, right? So um, I has a lot to do with it, although we've invested with numerous first-time leads um, just because we like the way they were riding the horse. Um, so Virginia analyzes the numbers. Um, I get to know the person, um, their style, um, and if it all matches, we're good with it. But if their communication with me doesn't appreciate me or I don't appreciate them, then we usually move on. Very good point. Very good point. I like uh, the like that because I get the complaints or at least secondarily they come through other people but I the big ones end up with me and it's almost always like people like well why won't this guy talk to me the way I want to be spoken to why won't he give me the reports I want to get why won't I da, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute you got to talk to this person before you invested with them you could have made your own assessment of this person but many people don't take the time to do that jokingly David remember this you get to pick who you invest with. You don't get to pick your kids. So you have a lot more control over that problem than you do over your kids. Yet you, you somehow survive your kids, right? So uh, it, it's, right. A, it's a good point. Let's talk about next uh, the, the financial plan because uh, there's many levels to making your plan when you sit down with your family. The first level is, okay, what percentage of our resources are we going to move into real estate? And with you having your own business, you have to have some liquid cash available to operate your business, I assume. So how did you figure that out? Um, well, first, um, we kind of set on a certain dollar amount, and then we blew past that. <laughs> we thought, As the market started to get more and more deadly, we kept pulling money out. <laughs> yeah. So um, right now we're at a point where it's like, okay, I think we're comfortable where we are at the moment. And um, we want to see where the returns are at and where what comes in and go from there. So okay. keep things diversified to degree. So let's talk about the diversification plan. Because unlike buying your own piece of real estate, where I would say, 
it's diversification to have multiple things you have to take care of. If you're going to own your own business, let's own one and let's be totally in control of it. When you are risking the fact that one investor, lead investor may die, another investor get hit by a car, you know, they could, there's, they could die of COVID. I mean, there's so many things. Go, one, you just go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. There's so many variables out there. You really can't take the risk of having all your money sitting with one person. How did you guys decide to divide it up amongst different investors? Well, we we heard um, somewhere, I don't remember where, but it stuck in my head that you should diversify geographically as well, right? So, um, you know, everybody said Texas, 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 but we thought, you know, Arizona is probably pretty good. So we jumped in Arizona, we're in Mississippi, we're in Georgia, um, you know, just in case, you know, something goes wrong. If, if the hurricane hits Corpus Christi, you know, I'm still good in Arizona. Um, so we were purposely diversifying um, from a geographic perspective and from a, a lead perspective. Like I said, we have investments with first time leads and we have investments with some of the biggest leads, you know, in the group. Um, just to, so we can learn from it too, right? Um, how do you do this as a first-time lead? And we can learn and watch their mistakes, and then how do you do it as a veteran does it? Um, and, and just understand as we go. Gotcha. Uh, how about you, Virginia? What's your thoughts on that diversification structure? I mean, same as his, or did you have a different belief? Um, no, I was pretty similar. I'm the one that's afraid of the the weather. <laughs> So, of course, I'm in California, so it's earthquake country, so who knows? So, um, it was, it was yeah, we have very similar beliefs in the diverse, you know, across the country and different people, and it's just a whole different way of doing things as well, because everybody's different in their um, respect. So, um, that's you learn a great deal more from good people. Okay. Let's talk about now the style of investments that you had to choose from. There is everything from a yield play, which is just simply you buy something hoping it pays cash flow out right away, maybe get some long-term capital gains through inflation, which is pretty heavy right now. Or there is the value play, which you get no cash flow out of for anywhere from a year to two years, while you completely turn around a, a complete wreck but you're hoping for a major capital gain on the back end of that thing or a refinance out, repositioning situation uh, that you can make some big money. And then there's the hybrid in between. How did you guys pick between those three different types of investments? Well, when we first started, um, you know, we're, we're thinking long term. So let's get into some value plays, um, you know, ride it out and, and get the payout at the at the end. Um, but as the economy's changed, as the market's changed, as the world's changed, um, you know, if, if we're going to start getting into more, you know, we're looking more towards the yield play um, with interest rates rising, uh, the challenges around that, um, the challenges around getting a product to rehab units and, and that. We're thinking, okay, maybe we have enough value slash hybrid now that maybe it's time to go more of the yield plays. So um, it's it's changed over the last you know few months uh, where we're where we're thinking. So because you were making these value plays, that puts you in a situation where you're not getting payouts right away. How did that feel, having money in something you didn't get anything from, 
and I, and I want to paraphrase this with this. My rule is there's got to be cash flow or I won't buy it. I, just, I don't care what you say about those things. I got to have a check in the mail to know the guy's still alive. Hey, dude, you didn't send me a check. Are you still out there? I, I'm just a cash flow guy because cash flow from the very beginning is what I needed. And now it makes my life better. And every dollar more I get makes my life better, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But, but you guys went with the, the other way, the, the big go for the big bang. How do you rationalize not getting a check in the mail every quarter right out of the blocks? Well, um, I guess it's back to the communication of the lead. So, for example, we have uh, one we're invested in where it was going to be a big overhaul and occupancy was down. Um, but every week, month, he would send a note that occupancy went from 80 to 85, 85 to 88. There's continuous improvement, pictures. Um, as long as there's continuous improvement, I- I'm okay with that. Um, some of those value plays we jumped into, we've got a payout already. So it, you, you just never know. Um, but we were cool. We were good with the, the long-term strategy of, you know, buy and hold. You know, then they'll be up front with you, too. They'll tell you, hey, we're not going to pay anything out for a year. Um, and as long as they're, they're honest about that, um, you know, the ones that come back and say, we're going to pay out the second quarter and you're now in the fourth and you haven't seen anything yet, that's a concern. But if, as long as the game plan and the progress is moving forward, we're comfortable with that. So now that you've put in as much as you feel comfortable putting in and you're in the wait and see mode, which I totally understand. I just, that's how I invest. I put a little in, kind of see what things are doing, kind of let it shake out a little bit. Then I do a little more and so on and so forth. Um, now that you're in the wait-and-see mode, what are, what are the uh, flags you're looking for? What what triggers, probably a better word for it, before you do something different? Um, I mean, it, interest rates have, have a lot to do with, with where. Um, and, you know, we, we, we think we're in a wait-and-see mode, and then a deal comes across the table last night, and we're, we're analyzing it now. So um, if, if it's a good deal... Um, and we think it'll make money. We'll we'll invest in it now. But long term, you know, interest rates. Uh, do we pull more money out of the market to to continue to get into real estate? Um, you know, geography. Is there a geography that we're not in yet that we've like tried to get into and we haven't? Did that play something into it? Okay. Well, we come to a short break here. We'll be right back with David and Virginia in the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Got a question? Call 855-497-4DELL. That's 855-497-4335. Or email Dell at askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today is Tell Dell Tuesday. With me here today is David Virginia Alsop out of California. Uh, David, as we come back here, uh, just give me an idea how old you are. I'm not going to ask Virginia. That's improper, but uh, give me an idea how old you are. I'm 56. Okay. We're the same so, age. Oh, you volunteered it. Okay. You're a better woman than anybody else I know. There you go. Um, no, as we look at this thing, guys, the, the next question has to do with age, and that is, how do you guys see the future? Have you penciled in the long-term plan for yourselves yet? No. 
<laughs> yes and no. Uh, we'll argue here. No. Um, you mean, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to own the business forever? Um, you know, I always say run your business like you're ready to sell it. Um, so when the time is right, um, we'll transition. Um, and with real estate, we'll be able to live the lifestyle we, we want to live. So um, I, I'm, I'm thinking forward. We're both thinking forward. But um, we, we have given it some thought. So, Have you guys ever met any of the super passives yet? Um, we have connected with Madeline, um, uh, uh, Curtis. Uh, those are the two for the most part. So those are two good examples, but there's many people out there that have hundreds of deals, which is just mind-boggling to me. But if you don't run them, it doesn't really matter, does it? But, uh, you know, you just keep adding this stuff on. Is it, in, at some point, the question comes down, is there ever enough? And uh, you guys obviously aren't at that point yet, if there ever is enough. So we'll leave that one on the table until you get to that point where maybe you're close to enough. I remember when I was single, my plan was, okay, I know I think I'll live to this age, and all I need to know is that I've got enough money to pay for me to get to that age. Uh, and then it said, okay, well, what standard of living do I want to live to to that age? And uh, so I started trying to build up to where I had the, the standard of living. But then I got to the point where I had way more saved up than the standard of living amount necessary for the number of years I thought I would live. So there was only one thing I could do at that point, which was get married so that I had more people to worry about. And when I got married, of course, I married a woman 12 years younger than me, so I had to extend that plan out another 12, actually maybe more like 18, 20 years because her family lives forever, unlike my family. So now we we had to recalculate uh, the plan so that there'd be enough money to be able to push out into the future, you know, uh, at least another 30 years or so, and maybe even more than that for her. So you've got to have some kind of a plan as to what is enough, because if you don't, what happens is you'll never, ever be happy. I've hit my happiness plan at least once every two or three years, ever since I was 35 years old, 35 years of old, actually 33 and a half, 34, 34, uh, I retired. And that was my happiness plan. I was as far as I ever wanted to go. But then pff, I just kept making more money. My wealth kept growing. And at 40, I hit some astronomical amount of money, like a half a million bucks a year. And I'm like, man, I am just rich as can be. I am as happy as I ever want to be. There's no need to worry about anything more in life, blah, blah, blah. And I felt that way for probably another five years. And then all of a sudden my wealth had grown again. And uh, I saw a whole bunch of new things I could do that could make me wealthier even faster. And so I decided to do more. And what I'm saying is it's very hard to ever put a number and leave it there and give up on that number. What you should do, though, is have a number that you have a as a goalpost. So you say, hey, or a mile set or something, hey, I've hit that, I'm there. Celebrate, relax, boom, I've done it. I set out to do something, I did it, and uh, you know now I can relax and enjoy a little bit. And then let it sit and just let it creep up on you. Uh, and I found that if I just 
say, I'm not even interested in making any more money. I'm in that mode right now. I'm trying to tell myself I'm not interested in making any more money. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And that's because, you know, the cap rates got so low. But then all of a sudden they start messing with these interest rates, right? And now the interest rates are going up so fast that the prices have got to come back down. In fact, I'm already seeing them come back down. The deals are getting better and they're getting, they're getting shoved in my face. And I'm trying to say, no, I don't want anymore. I don't want anymore. I don't want anymore, but the deals are getting better and better and better and better. And I know deep down inside that I will crack somewhere along the line and I will buy another deal. Just simply because it will look like, wow, that's so much better than it was two years ago. I've got to go ahead and take that deal, whatever it was. I don't know if it would be a year before I crack or a year and a half or two. Who knows? But somewhere in the future, if they keep raising these interest rates and these prices keep going down and there's less and less competition in the field because it's harder and harder to get loans, then I know in the back of my mind I'm going to have to crack and do another deal. And then what's that do? It forces me to make more money, and if I make more money, I just have to have a better quality of life because you never remember and never forget. This is not about a pile of money. This has nothing to do with a pile of money. Piles of money are nice to have around, but what we're quantitating is the quality of life. And that's what's so very important. And if you ever forget that and you start thinking about the pile of money and not about the quality of life, You'll become a workaholic. You'll be unhappy no no matter how much money you have. You'll just never get there. So my friends, set some short-term goals, and when you hit them, be happy. Be excited. Be motivated. Relax. Take a breath. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. That's what's important in your life. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.